You've survived the worst. Trauma, loss, rejection. The reality is, your pain can be a crutch, or it can be the thing that launches you. You're listening to the Purpose Through Pain podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you experience true freedom and breakthrough. Tune in each week as guests share their incredible life lessons from their personal stories and hear from experts who can give you the tools you need to stop surviving and start thriving. Here to help you find purpose through your pain is your host, Joseph James. Hey everyone and welcome to another great episode of Purpose Through Pain podcast. I am your host, Joseph James, and I have a lovely lady from the country down under, all the way down in Australia, Sharon Keogh is a passionate, resilient women's wellness expert who shows professional and entrepreneurial women how to transfer their relationship within themselves so they can enjoy more clarity, have a greater sense of self-worth and self-belief, significantly improved wellness, deeper connections with themselves and those around them. She's based in Sydney, Australia. Sharon has been developing her method and creating full body wellness over the past 10 years having experienced firsthand the highs and lows of maintaining physical and mental health while working full-time, running multiple side businesses, and having a social a social life. Uh, Sharon, thank you so much and welcome to the show. I'm so honored to have you. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to have a chat with you today. Yes, me too. Me too. You can, for all those that are, are listening and hopefully the ones that get to watch the video, uh, you can just feel the energy coming from uh, from all the way down from Australia, a place that I have not been able to go yet, but it's still on my bucket list. And uh, I still feel like if we can ever lift this COVID ban, <laughs> we won't get into that too much, but I'll be able to travel. And of course, Sharon's always welcome here to uh, to the U.S. and to Louisiana. But Sharon, I, I just want to get right into it. I mean, you ultimately started this wellness program just based off of your own your highs and lows of the physical challenges, uh, as well as the mental. Uh, how far does that go back with you? Does this go back to childhood? Yeah, look, um, without kind of going so deep, so straight away. But yeah, I, I guess when I was younger, um, my next door neighbor sexually abused me. Mm. And that led through to my teenage years where you know, kids can be really nasty about the smallest and most insignificant things. Um, and, you know, that led me to at one stage being suicidal. Wow. And, you know, as I moved through to my, you know, 20s, um, you know, I traveled the world, came back, my friendship circle had changed, I didn't know how to fit in, um, hit rock bottom again. And, you know, I had to reestablish and, and recreate my life again at that point. And that's not even up until last year where I went through um, an unfair dismissal with my, my employer and I found myself out of work. My husband's going through redundancy as well at the same time. We went into lockdown. We moved house the following week and I was dealing with my second miscarriage in six months. Wow. And I guess that resulted in two surgeries as well and I've also had another couple of surgeries where I've avoided them and just healed myself naturally and I guess for all of that when I had the space last year kind of sat back and started to look well do I want to go back to doing my career in corporate earn good money 
but ultimately no deep down I wouldn't be happy after six months when you know all of the excitement wore off or I could take this as a sign from the universe and follow my passion around health and wellness and trying to make a difference and, and help other people and you know that's even evolved again over the last few months as we've been in lockdown again here in Sydney for the last number of months and just coming out of it again I realized within my business that some of the stuff that I do with clients has been really really reliant upon that face-to-face aspect and how could I be more you know um, COVID adjustable and dynamic in my business and working more online and it really had me reflect on all the challenges that I've overcome in my life and how I've really got this level of resilience that I think we all have it within ourselves. We maybe just don't acknowledge it as much as what we could. Right. But I also realized that some of the things that I've overcome, some of it I've learned over the years and trained myself and some of it's been innate. And how can I share that with other people and make a difference? And yeah. so that's kind of been evolving the last number of months. And hence, I'm stepping more into that resilience piece, how to help people be more resilient so that they can be resilient in their personal lives as well as their professional lives as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, going back to the childhood trauma, you know, how did you, how are you processing things? Because as a child, we really don't know how to deal with our emotions, but yet a lot of those emotions don't come full-fledged to us until we're in our adult years of, let's say for an example, being in a relationship and all of a sudden you're being touched, you're being, you know, physical touch being a love language, of course, you know, but then also uh, intimacy and how that can be a trigger, not because of the individual you're with, but because of the circumstance that happened. But so how did you, how did you process those things as a young child? And when did it really start to hit you? Well, I think first of all, I I have a very, good coping mechanism of blocking things out (laughs) right so for a lot of for a lot of things I had blocked certain memories out and even to this day like I know that they're there if I probably you know sought different treatments I probably could unlock them um but I probably don't want to at the same time hence why I can't remember them um and so sometimes um my mom has shared things with me and I've questioned, am I remembering it because she's told me once or twice before or am I actually remembering it myself? So one of the things that I've done um, as a protective mechanism that I didn't realise I was doing is I blocked a lot of things out. Um, Another thing that I felt over the time was, you know, as a child, I knew that it was wrong and I didn't want it to happen. And At the same time, there was a lot of guilt and shame that I uncovered, as you said, as I was older. And I went to a psychologist for that breakdown that I mentioned in my 20s when I came back from traveling. And we discussed a little bit about um, the abuse at that point. And I didn't realize, um, you know, it made sense to me as an adult and intellectually. um, But you know, even if I think about it at the time, there's still this um, unease within myself because at the same time, what he was doing to me felt good. And the psychologist was saying to me, that's okay, that's normal, that's not your fault. He was stimulating their nerve endings and doing certain things to you which will feel good. And that for me as a child 
was very confusing because it felt good, but I didn't want it to happen. I knew it was wrong and all of those things. So that, and I think that's why victims of that kind of abuse as well carry a lot of guilt and shame on top of the grooming that they may, those um, people might do in those circumstances as well. Um, so yeah, I, I guess there was some stuff that I did as a child to get through certain moments. And I guess another thing that I told myself when I was younger um, was that I was strong, but bad things happen to good people, right. but I was maybe strong enough to deal with it. And maybe that's why these things happened to me because I was stronger than other people. Yeah. And that created this really strong persona and this strong independent woman that has carried me through to this day as well. So as an adult, I've had to really sometimes not had to, but I guess I've chosen to really drop back more into my feminine, um, really have that support and connection with other people and um, allow other people to help me and contribute to me as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, part of me, you know, when you, when you make the kind of the statement of bad things happen to good people, there, there is a lot of, uh, or to good people, bad things happen to good people or strong people. There is a lot of truth to that, but at the same time, it's just like, I wish I can slap the person that came up with that, you know, is because bad things can happen to anybody, you know, yeah. but it, it is strong people that can handle different things differently than let's say somebody that may not be as strong. It doesn't make them a weak individual. It just means that we process things differently. But in the processing things, when we feel that we can start to handle it, our self-centric ego, ego comes up and says, well, I'm strong because I'm handling it. Now I need to become stronger. And in the midst of becoming stronger, which is a, a natural defense mechanism, is we start to block out, shut off, close out, put the walls up, guard all those things that we should naturally be allowing to process and show I want to say the word weakness, but not in a negative way, but show that the, the openness and the vulnerability of like, I don't have to be strong right now to make it through this. I can be open and be vulnerable and let these emotions take place in my life so I don't have to bottle things up or I don't have to put the guard up or I don't, because we know this now as older adults, it all comes back to you know, haunt us, so to say, or it comes back, it resurfaces in another area in our life. And then we're like, oh my God, I've never taken care of this. And now I don't know how to, because we've got that mentality of us. Well, I'm a man. I can't cry. I was told not to cry when I was a kid. You better be bleeding or dying and on your way to the hospital if you want to be crying, you know, and you start to learn how to bottle up those emotions, you know? So it's, it's a very, it's a, it's one of those statements that it can be very positive, all right? Bad things happen to good people. But at the same time, it can also have the negative effect of, well, I need to be even stronger because this this stuff can keep on happening to me instead of saying, no, it's going to happen to me regardless if I'm strong or weak. And it's okay right now to just process my emotions. Yeah. And I think, you know, if we were to even take a look at it from a different perspective as well is... I don't know where I got that phrase as a child to say to myself, but I guess with now what I do and what I've learned over the time is things happen. Yes. And instead of, and I guess I carried this through my, through my childhood and my teenage years and, and so forth, 
I became a very angry person as a result. And I would bottle some of those emotions and let it bottle in so much till it exploded out of me because I didn't know how to deal with it in a really effective way in communicating my feelings and my emotions. But now what I've realized is that everything's happening for a reason and then and it's working for me not against yes. me and so rather than as you said looking at things as bad things happen to good or bad people whatever whoever it is is no um, things are happening and it's working out the way it's meant to and I'm meant to experience something for some reason now maybe it's because I'm meant to make a difference to those people you know when it came to the miscarriages that I've had in the last couple of years, you know, I was fortunate that I had a girlfriend who I knew had been through several herself. And in her sharing with me, she said, well, maybe this has happened to me so that I can help people like you who are going through it. And I really reflected on that for myself as well. Well, you know, there's lots of shame that gets carried with miscarriages. Like my body has failed me. What did I do? I can't fulfill my right as a woman to produce yeah. children and all these other things. But what if it, I was meant to experience this? So I had a better understanding of women who were going through this or what those emotions are, or that I was meant to help women through some of the work that I already do. Um, and if you can start to look at it from a different perspective and look at that silver lining and, you know, I guess it's more universal way of thinking about things, then it can really shift how you view, how you process things and how you move through it more powerfully. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's ultimately the premise behind the podcast Purpose Through Pain because we all will experience pain in our life. Babies can experience pain in the womb without even knowing it by just simply a parent saying, I wish I would have never got you pregnant or I don't want you or, and that's abandonment. That's rejection. Kids as a younger age. I I mean, we've all done this at some point in time. We're in the grocery store and we reach down to tie our shoe and we look up and mom and dad is gone. And all of a sudden that feeling of, oh my God, I'm lost. Where'd my mom go? Comes over us. Now we don't know how to process that at that time. And in that, I think it's the age between 7 and 12 when those things happen, that begins to form a pattern in us psychologically of things like rejection and abandonment, uh, you know, that can later move on to, you know, later areas of our life, you know. So it's ultimately because of the pain that we go through, whether it's as a child, whether we remembered it or not, because I'm sure that. I don't remember right now what it feels like when I, you know, my kid, my mom dropped me off at, at school when I was crying my head off. I think about it every day when I drop my son off and he cries. I'm like, man, I'm like, I know what he's going through. He's going through rejection right now. What he feels like is rejection because he always says, daddy, you got to come back and get me. You're going to leave me here forever. I'm like, no, son, I'll never leave you here forever. But he, five years from now, eight years from now, he's probably not going to remember that feeling. However, those feelings can attach itself to a circumstance that we see that we that may be resembled later on in life. And when we're not able to understand, okay, not everybody does to begin with. When my wife was diagnosed with cancer, I thought that she was going through stuff to go to help other people. But really what I found out after her death was that we went through it so that I can share her journey, that I can help people out. And I'm like, well, 
God, why, 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 why not me with the cancer? You know, why her? And, and I don't know why he chose that, but for whatever reason he did, he did. But I'm the one that's the outspoken. I'm the one that can get on a podcast. I'm the one that can get on a, on a YouTube video. My wife was never that type. She was an introvert, so she would never be doing something like this right here. But I'm able to share the journey, and like you said, going through the miscarriages, there's a bigger purpose than what we all serve, whether it's you believe in God or a spiritual being or just the universe. We're all going through things that serve a higher purpose than just ourselves. Now, I think we'd all be uh, foolish to not accept the fact that we can learn something through this, you know, through our, our own journey, because at the end of the day, the, 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 the molestation or the, the you know, um, the things that happened as a child, that wasn't your fault. You know, the, the bullying, that wasn't your fault. The miscarriages, that wasn't your fault. We don't know what was going on in your body. Even if doctors did say, well, we, we think it was this, this, and this, it's still not your fault. You, can't, you couldn't help that. You know, you have to allow the process to happen the way God created the body to happen, you know? So when you went through that and you started to realize that I have a higher purpose, where did that take you at to get to the point of this is greater than me, but I've got to do something about it. I've got to share my story. I've, I've got to help other people. Yeah. Um, look, there's been several moments, I guess. Um, you know, I even thought back to... So my husband and I are writing a book together at the moment. And um, even with the podcast interviews and, and things that I've been doing of late, you know, I was reflecting on the fact that I, I wanted to write when I was younger, this memoir of my experiences through childhood and things like that. And, but I, I was a bit scared to go into that because I thought, God, my family are going to hear about these things publicly before I've even had this conversation with them. So I've, I've often had these thoughts from a very young age around making a difference and sharing my story um, because I know having been through some of the things that I've already shared that if I make a difference to one person, that matters. That's it's so important because you never know the difference that you make. And I've been fortunate that, you know, I've volunteered in personal development programs and I've had conversations with people and I've been able to see the difference that it's made. And then through conversations, them sharing, you know, oh, I met you at this event and this is what has happened since then had I not had that conversation with them, how different their lives and then the lives that they've touched through after that conversation. So I've always known, even when I've done my own courses, (laughs) I've even said, I want to be the female version of Tony Robbins. I am sick of tired of there being so many men in these positions (laughs) um, where they are speaking worldwide on stages. They are earning the amounts of money that that where all the women and I've declared these certain things so I've always felt like I've wanted to make more of a difference and I think if we kind of even go way out of it there's we're all so unique from our DNA to our personalities we are all here for a reason and there's all always something to for us to get here you know with 
with the troubles that I've had around my fertility today, I mean, it yeah. just shows you that it's so special, each and every one of us that are here, that we have a reason that we're here. And it's about uncovering that and living that. And that's where our ultimate happiness is going to come from as well. And, um, you know, talking about what with what you were sharing about with your wife and her experiences as well, if we kind of even go a whole lot deeper, I mean, some people say that we make contracts before we enter this earth. Yeah. We make contracts of what's going to happen in the lifetime and sure there is free will and we can alter that direction as well. But um, I remember a girlfriend who had lost her mother at a very young age, you know, she said, you know, I made a contract with her to leave me in this lifetime at that age. Now, of course she misses her still every single day, but there's a level of acceptance of, do people tell themselves those things to make them feel better, to be able to cope again with those issues? Maybe, but it poses a really interesting question of whether we've already signed certain contracts of how our life is going to go. And it's about then living in purpose and in alignment with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, wow. So now that you're, how did you come up with the, or the thought of just coaching women and, 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 and people kind of getting people through that, that painful experience that, that you also went through how did you transition into what you were doing or what was going on in your life? Because, I mean, you said, you, you know, you had the, the fertility issues and then, of course, your husband was having, you know, things that were going on. Uh, and then, yeah. of course, the pan everybody's been suffering with the pandemic over the last two years and who knows how long it's going to go on. But you, you found a place. You came to a place within that says, I got to have something different. Talk to me about that. Well... I think of myself as quite type A. I'm, all, I'm always doing something, learning something. And last year was the first time that I really found myself in a position where there was nothing for me to do. And I'm clear that I created that. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was out of work and no one was hiring because we were in lockdown and yeah. there was uncertainty. And this was the first time that we were going through this. So people didn't know how long it was going to go for. People didn't know what the outcome was. And so I really had that time to just sit and reflect and do nothing. And that's where I guess things started to evolve for me. I started to reflect on, do I want to go back to doing what I'm doing? Do I want to follow my passion and see how that would work out? And every worst case scenario of me following my passion, okay, well, what if it doesn't work out? Well, I can go get a job again. Right. Well, you know, and I went through all of those situations and it all led to follow your passion and see where that goes. Yeah. And once I, I guess, had made that decision, different things started to come up like, the raindrop technique massage course came up and the dates changed. So it actually worked better for me. So I did that, um, which then led into the hot stone massage, which, which also led into the chakra energy balancing work and me starting to learn how to connect to that part of me and how I can help work with healing people in that respect. And one thing just led to another and I think when you're in alignment and you're in flow and you're listening to your intuition 
that's when you can receive those messages and listen to those messages and then take the appropriate inspired action. And so again, over the last few months, when we've gone back into lockdown in Sydney, we're just coming out of it in the last little bit as well. And that's where I started to look, well, my business is really currently relying upon face-to-face sessions with clients and this doesn't work in this environment. And how can I continue to support people and how can I also still generate an income? And that's where I reflected on the last 12 months alone, let alone everything back from when I was younger and said, I have some skills around being resilient and The last two years have been so challenging for everybody in different ways, as you mentioned. So how can I use my skills and my gifts and what I've learned to help other people? And so that's where it's evolved into me sharing resilience and how to, you know, overcome our challenges and our adversities because I'm not special. Yes, I've gone through a lot, sometimes more than other people, sometimes less. And it's not a competition, Um, because we're only dealt with what we can deal with and what we're ready for. Um, And it's lovely to hear that I'm inspiring to other people, but, you know, I'm sure if we dug deeper into your story, I'd be inspired by you too. And all the listeners out there, we've all overcome things in our lives. And it's about reflecting on that and taking the time to see that and acknowledge it and know that whatever else comes up for ourselves, that we can move through that too. We just need to have those skills and those tools that are going to help make that so much easier. Absolutely. So I guess that's kind of how it's evolved for me over yeah. the last number of months. So when it comes to the listeners, how would you say if somebody's like, well, I'm not sure if I'm resilient or not, or how do I become resilient? What would be a, a tip or a piece of advice that you would give them right now if they're struggling with that? Well, if, if they're dealing with something at the moment, well, how are they responding to that situation? Are they being a reaction or and or are they withdrawing from the situation or are they, you know, really calm and measured and responding to those situations and are they open and allowing things to flow? You know whether you're resilient or not. Um, it's about really taking a look at yourself and being honest with yourself. Yeah. It, once you've acknowledged where you're at and you know it's really important I think the thing that people try and also do is go okay there's a challenge okay I've just got to push through it you know that over the last number of years you know it's hustle and pushing through and I think you know as you even said earlier around you know men they're not allowed to cry they just got to keep on going all of those things suppress certain emotions which stores in our body it causes illness and dis-ease in the body and that's not being resilient that's just trying to ignore the situation and still move forward and you're going to be able to do that for a certain amount of time but physically it's not going to be supportive for your body emotionally it's going to come to the surface at some point um mentally you're not in a really healthy space either and spiritually you're completely disconnected from yourself and source i think you nailed it on the head when you said just being truthful with yourself you know uh i I believe that we all have 
levels of resilience within us, kind of innately in us, just as we grew up and kind of had to become tough, you know, whether it's playing football out in the yard and, you, you know, I, I mean, we used to play street football, so it was on the concrete, <laughs> you know, you definitely left with scrapes and bruises and, you know, cuts and everything else like that, um, you know, but even with things that go on in life, me growing up in an abusive family, you know, I had to become resilient, I had, but a lot of times we just don't know how to access it or we don't know how much we have. But I think you nailed it on the head when you said about being truthful. You know, the fact of the matter is, is for me or even for you, you know, you were molested. You, you, you had that thing, those things happen to you as a child. You know, you had the bullying. It's, it's not denying that it happened. I can't deny that my wife passed away or my, my dad and my wife passed away in the same month is I have to say, you know what? No matter that this happened, I've got two choices. I can complain and I can make every excuse in the world of why I don't want to move on or I can figure out how to move on. The thing is, is we don't know how to do either one. There is no perfect science of just sitting around and doing nothing and making the excuses. We develop them and they become a story. And as Tony Robbins would say, it becomes a story that gets you stuck like glue, okay? Or... I look at it in the other spec aspect. You can create a story that launches you in the, into your destiny. You yeah. create that story. And, if, and the thing about when you create the story is if you don't like it, you can change it. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's kind of like the old TV shows where they're, you got the, the writer and he's typewriting and he's typing away, typing away, and then all of a sudden he reads it and he rips it out and throws it in the trash can. And before you know it, there's 30 pieces of paper in the trash can. Well, we have the ability to be able to do that too is I don't, you know what? I don't like the way I handled today. Okay, well, I'm going to start different tomorrow, you know, and figure things out as you go. People think that when it comes to grieving, when it comes to trauma and shame, that there's an instruction booklet on how to, on how to manage those things. There's not. There might be a book on somebody how a, a, a individual, like you said, you and your husband are writing a book. That's how you guys learn how to manage things. That's how you, what worked for you guys, but it may not work for everybody else. And that's okay. You guys figured out how to how, how to how to do it. I'm I have figured it out, or I'm continue to figure it out because there's different levels of different things in our life. But I believe that we all have the resilience. But it's what you said. It's being truthful. It's 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 confronting, saying, you know what? I had this happen as a child, and I'm not going to hide it anymore. I'm going to get through this. I this happened to me as an adult, or a young lady, or a young man, or an elderly person, elderly person. All these, these things happen to me, but I don't have to continue to live in a state of trauma, fear, anxiety, worry, resentment, rejection, hatred, anger. I mean, shame. I don't, we don't have to live that way. We can choose to be happy and we can choose to live like that. But being, you know, I, you nailed it. it being honest with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think the reason I'm so passionate about some of this stuff is we're taught from a young age to keep these things to ourselves, not talk about it. And therefore, when we go through something like this, we don't know who to go to. We don't know how to get support, where to get the support from. And that's why we suppress a lot of things as well. And that's why I'm really passionate about starting to open that conversation and start to talk about some of these uncomfortable, awkward, um, private situations that we all go through because you may not have been through that personally yourself, but you may know somebody else who has. Yeah. And 
it's so important to start normalizing things so that we go, okay, this is part of life. It's it's not comfortable sometimes and it's not pleasant all the time, but this stuff happens. And that's when people start to realize they're not alone. We are connected and stuff happens. And as you said, it's about just moving through them powerfully. And I love saying powerfully and with velocity because it is possible. Um, but it's about not suppressing those feelings in the same, same boat. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and I think a big thing that people, when we go through things, no matter what it may be, because pain has so many different degrees to it, whether it's a loss of a loved one, financial hardships, because if you owned a business, you know, or you even worked in a business, you suffered to some sort of degree in the last two years because of the pandemic, you know? So uh, divorce or broken relationships or, you know, the creation of things or things that happened to our childhood, we all go through things. But when it comes to the aspect of, you know, recognizing that and then also, um, you know, the accountability behind it, but then, you know, when it comes to the self-realization of this happened to me, I can move forward, I can create goals, dreams, and visions, you know, and creating those things that I can get out of this. I can, I can create a new me. I can face these things. I don't have to deal with this any longer. You know, that is, is a key thing. And, and ultimately, here's something that holds people back so, so much. They feel they're in it alone. They feel I'm the only one that went through this. I'm the only one that this happened to. You don't know how I feel. Well, here's something that I want our listeners to understand. And I know you can, you can chime in on this is I don't have to make other people feel what I feel. I feel it because I went through it. Sharon, I can't expect you to feel what it feels like for your, you know, two loved ones, my father and my wife passing away within 22 days of each other in the same month, it it would be foolish for me to sit there and say, well, you don't know how I feel. Well, of course you don't know how I feel because it didn't happen to you. And on the receiver's end, it's like, you're right, Joseph. I don't know how you feel. I'm not trying to make myself feel how you feel. But I know pain. And though pain may be different, I don't compare it to each other. But there are so many people that are out there that are going through the same exact thing. I mean, you can take something that's very common, a miscarriage, okay? I don't know how it feels and I will not downplay it. I can't imagine. The closest thing that probably even made me feel like I lost a child was when my daughter was born. This was 13 years ago, almost 14 and the doctors, the hospital convinced us to go home because she had jaundice. She needed to stay in an incubator under UV lights. And we went home. And when we did, we walked into our house knowing we were supposed to have a baby with us. And we didn't. And it broke us. It felt like we lost someone, you know. But it's not uncommon for women throughout the world in 7.2 billion people that there's people that have the women that have miscarriages, you know? And so, but I look at him like, 
well, how many people am I going to run across that lost a father or a parent and a spouse in the same month? And I thought that for a little bit, then I kind of got past it until I met a guy at our church that lost his mother and his wife all in the same month. And I'm like, okay, God, I know that's not a sense of humor thing, but you got me on that one. I'm not alone. Thank you, God, for your reminder. (laughs) You know, but that's the thing is realizing that we're not alone in this. And even if you don't find somebody that you can connect with, pain is still pain. We all have a purpose through it. And you have ended up, through your process of things, you have come across your purpose. You've come across your purpose to develop a program in, in, in the health and wellness, in, in the mental, physical and, and mental uh, mindset of things to help other people. Take me into that. Take me into, dive into that with me. Yeah, so um, I have online programs where I work together with people in a group capacity, but also one-to-one. So I find that as we've just been talking about, when you're in a group scenario and you're listening to other people share, you get a feeling that you're not alone. Maybe your experience isn't the same, but as you said, that there is still pain and there is still loss and there are still things that people are going through. And I think that's where it doesn't have to be the same experience, but hearing from other people and asking questions and allowing them to share and express that, um, you learn to be more empathetic in that and you get better understanding and compassion towards other people because we're all connected. And so in that group scenario, that's where that allows you to um, feel self-expressed, but also heard um, and that you're not alone. But then there's also those things that might be a little bit more private that you feel like you need to talk about one-to-one and also feel that support and unlock certain things that might be a little bit stuck for you. So I like to do things in a group and a one-to-one capacity. Um, but essentially, it's, it, there's a few components to it. And we've talked a lot about some of those points already today. Um, but, you know, it's about releasing the past Um that our past does not have to be a future and how to be more resilient and what are the warning signs of not being resilient so that you can start to identify that when you are faced with another challenge because you will be it doesn't have to always be those big bombshells that happen in our life but we're we're constantly growing and evolving and as a result there's always going to be change and challenges and adversity So knowing um, what the warning signs are for you so that you can identify it earlier, then take the appropriate actions. A big thing that I always talk about is self-care. And I'll um, share a link in the show notes for all of the listeners, a 30 days to self-care guide that people can download for free. Um, And there's probably things on there that people have done before or known before but sometimes they're just those helpful reminders because when you're in the midst of something and you're not taking care of yourself or you don't have the capacity to really think about it, you just need some really simple pointers that you can just go and look, get some ideas and go, okay, cool. I'm just going to go do this today. Right. Absolutely. For me, um, working at the peak of my career in corporate, I was traveling pretty much every month, if not multiple times a month. 
I was not taking care of myself. I knew all the right things to do, but I wasn't always doing it or finding it really hard to manage how to be in and be and do so many things at the one time. You know, I was traveling, I was away, I was away from home. So I wasn't able to be in a normal exercise routine. Um, I wasn't eating the same foods all the time. Um, I was away from my husband. I wasn't able to always attend all the things that I wanted to at home because I was maybe away traveling. And that caught up. Plus, I was running side businesses as well. So that was another thing. And either I would work so hard trying to do everything that I would end up burning myself out, fatigue, and my wellness deteriorating. So self-care has become so important to me on a whole nother level. And I think, you know, we mentioned it before briefly that what it looks like for me is going to be different for you. And it's about finding what works for you. Even if I was to do everything that all the wellness professionals (laughs) out there said that you should do every single day, you would not get anything done. I mean, if I did dry body brushing, had apple cider vinegar in the morning, drank a glass of lemon juice, water, one liter of water before I even had breakfast. And if I fasted uh, like that, and that's just the morning part, that's overwhelming. And it might not work for you and your body. So it's about trying to find well what works. And I try and debunk mindfulness myths because we know mindfulness is really important as part of our self-care, but debunking it and saying, hey, I go at the moment I've been for the last 40 plus days, I've been going and dipping myself in the ocean every single day. Apart from today would be the fifth day that I've not done it within that 40 plus days. And for me, that is something I don't necessarily swim. I just lie there and float and I just love being in the ocean. I'm a real water baby. But that not that might not, A, you might not be, be near water that you can do it and it might not be your thing. So it's different for different people. And then we also talk a lot about, um, we talk about protecting your energy physically, emotionally, mentally, and through the etheric energy as well. And what's draining your energy, how to protect your energy, how to gain clarity as well. Because when we're in the midst of dealing with challenges, we can't see see anything apart from what we're dealing with. So how do you gain clarity? How do you move through it? And then how do you look forward to the future and create new goals for yourself, create a new life for yourself? And I really loved what you were talking there about rewriting your story. The future hasn't happened. And often we use our imagination for the worst. Like, oh my God, what if I go to do this presentation or or hop on this podcast and what happens if it doesn't go well and blah, blah, blah. And then he cancels the recording and we don't do it and he doesn't put it to like our minds go racing of all the negative stuff. Well, what if we flipped it? What if we allowed our mind to race about all the positive things? Oh my God, this podcast episode is going to go viral. It's going to go all around the world. People are going to hear about me. I'm going to have my phone running off the hook with interview requests, with people doing my programs. Like, why don't we do that more? (laughs) So we talk um, a a whole lot about that perspective and a whole range of other things. So, yeah. Awesome. Now you mentioned earlier that you and your husband have a book coming out. 
Can we, yeah. can you give the listeners any insight on it or is this a secret still? Um, no, no, I'm happy to share. So it's called Thrive, how to 10X your health, wealth and happiness. So, nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Thrive, how to 10X your health, wealth and happiness. Now, yeah. when is that supposed to release? Next year. Yay. Next year. Now, is this your first so, book? It's my first book. So, um, which is also interesting writing it with my husband as well, because we have different approaches and styles. He is an exercise physiologist and a health coach as well. So okay. we have lots of synergy between ourselves, but also we come from things from different perspectives. So yes, yeah. yes. Because you're after a lot of the mindset behind things and his is more the physical. Not that it doesn't, not that the mindset's not involved in physical because I have a background in exercise physiology and human performance. Um, I actually tried going down years ago um, when it comes to strength and conditioning. There's a, a college down there in, I want to say it's in Melbourne, but it could be in Sydney, um, Australia. And it would, um, it was a strength and conditioning program. So I, I, I understand that background completely. Um, and then of course, just the mental health and the mental aspect of things, you know, um, because both of them have to have a balance. Well, I'm excited to hear about that book when it comes out. And, uh, I would love to, uh, to have a copy and to read a copy and get one from you. Uh, so hopefully, uh, hopefully we won't have shipping problems then <laughs> at that time, cross our fingers. So yeah. Sharon, when it comes to coaching, um, how can people connect with you or what programs do you offer in the coaching itself? You know, of course, people being outside of, of Australia, not being be there uh, locally and things like that. What are you able to offer them from an online perspective or um, from, from now? Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm running um, resilience programs and women's circles online as well as in person so I am trying to move some of those things more online because a it gives me the ability to work with more people and also um, as you said you know you learn from different people and also from different cultures and different experiences as well so there's definitely online opportunities as well as um, you know even if people are looking for some chakra energy balancing work we can also do some of that stuff online as well um, and obviously for those people who are close by and are in Sydney, they can also work with me in person. So the best way, way to find me is through my website, which we can put in the show notes at SharonKeo.com and also um, through my online social media. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at the Sharon Keo. Um, and there's always ways for you to contact me. If you feel like you want to chat about any of the work that I do or whether it's relevant for you or how we can best work together. That's amazing. Amazing. Well, I am so glad to hear, you know, where you're at and the, the people that you've been able to help and continue to help over these last years, even in the midst of your trials and tribulations, the pain that you've gone through. So I'm, I just want to say that I'm proud of you. I commend you and your husband for the book that you're writing to help other people and to ultimately make this bigger than just the two of you. Yeah. Thank you. That's so beautiful. Yes, ma'am. I really appreciate that. Sharon, thank you so much for coming on the show. We are truly honored. Guys, please listen to the podcast, share it, subscribe, leave a review, uh, and do not hesitate to reach out to Ms. Sharon and uh, get coaching from her, ask her questions, and then, of course, um, 
be excited and be ready for that book to come out. Thrive 10x uh, next year. Looking forward to it. Thanks to you guys so much. Love y'all. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Through Pain podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to finding true freedom and breakthrough.